Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, family. Good morning, everybody across the globe. This is your apostle. This is your pastor. We miss you. We thank the Lord for developing us, preparing us, and that we know that we're in a season of not just pausing, but playing. And I'm asking God even not just to play, but to fast forward our lives for the kingdom of God in the season. You are missed. We're missing the corporate gathering. The prayers are being awesome, being together. The hand of God is upon our lives, and we know that God is doing a wonderful thing in our lives. It is the season of birthing son and daughter of God. It is God's birthing things in the earth. He's birthing movements. You are part of this great movement of God in the earth. We're shifting out of this grace dispensation into a kingdom dispensation. And it's important for us to transition accurately using the word of God and its power. So good morning to you. Please tag somebody, shade, start a watch party. Let us get going through the word of God and trust God for your breakthrough this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, for the spirit of understanding. That's our cry. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. We long, we long to be with one another. We long to fellowship. We long for your word. We hunger and thirst for your presence. We want to see your kingdom here. We want to see the power of your kingdom manifest, for your kingdom does not only come in word, but it comes with power. And so I pray this morning that this anointing, Father God, will rest heavy upon me, that it will touch the sons and daughters, that it will heal the brokenhearted. It will lift the confusion. I thank you for the spirit of the Lord that will bring breakthrough as we transition in the season. Let it be accurate through the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. We are dealing with seasons of transition and it is important for us to understand as a child of God, you cannot transition out of your flesh. You've got to transition by the spirit of God. Everything that we're going to birth is going to happen by the Spirit of God. Uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Anytime you're dealing with the Word of God, um, or you want to move into what God has got for you. For those that are lost, the Bible says, go back to the beginning, because in the beginning is what? The Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then John 1.14 says, the Word became flesh. And so for every one of us, we transition to the word of God. When I'm lost, I go back to the word of God. If I want to transition anywhere, I go to the word of God. Everything that we're doing on a Sunday morning, every Wednesday, every time we speak, there's got to be word that gives us direction. For your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And for every one of us, we must understand the power of God's word. Don't let the enemy try to, to, to transition you by your flesh. Don't let him try to force you to do things, some things by your flesh. We know what Abraham and, and Sarah did, that when they pushed something by the flesh, it produced an Ishmael. And you know, Ishmaels are easy to make, but hard to get rid of because they, they create problems long term. And so when you understand the power of God's word, you want to produce what you want to produce by the spirit of God. And so when Ishmael comes and Abraham has three children, he has three wives. He produces uh, from them differently. So they, they, uh, when you produce something by your flesh, uh, the first night that he sleeps with, 
with Hagar. He's been trying for, for 15 years to, to, to get a baby with Sarah. And she, that's the legitimate womb. And the first night that he sleeps with, with Sarah, with, with, with Hagar, uh, she produces a baby. And so the stuff from the flesh is easy to produce. And don't let the enemy stir up your flesh to produce things by the Spirit. You cannot satisfy God in it. There's not, no good thing that dwells in the flesh of a man. And spiritual things take longer to produce. And so 25 years later, here comes the promise of God. Because Ishmael is, is what came out of that womb. It was, a, it was a legitimate seed of Abraham. But in an illegitimate womb. To bring in the purposes of God. But when Sarah finally accepts the responsibility. And so does Abraham. They produce it by the spirit of God. That becomes the promise of God. There is a promise that we're going to be delivered. There is a promise that there's a breakthrough for the sons and daughters of God. My greater concern for this generation where we are right now. Is that we're trying to push out something that only the spirit of God can give. And we can produce something in the flesh. But nothing good dwells in the flesh. For this flesh produces death. In the end, it's death. Um, there is a way that seems right unto man. But in the end, it's death. We've got to stay with the word. We've got to transition through the word. If you're lost, go back to the word. If you need to direction, ask God for a word. If you want anything produced, go stick, go and get a word. And this is how it works in the kingdom of God. And so stirring up the flesh is easy. As we deal with the many hashtags and the people stirring up people in the season, you've got to come back and find peace and you've got to find settling and an anchoring in God's word because that is how we live. We live by the word. It's God's word that will not return void, but accomplish that for which it has been purposed. It's the word of God that the angels need to go and produce for us whatever we need. There is a breakthrough for you. There's a breakthrough for me. We are not going to do things by our own flesh. Because even man's anger cannot produce the righteousness of God. Any human anger. There's a righteous anger, but there's a human anger that does not produce the righteousness of God. It, it means you can't fulfill the purposes and the will of God when you are functioning out of your flesh. Let's get into some word this morning. I'm in John chapter 5 and I'm reading verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. I'm dealing with seasons of migration and accurate mi migration. Now, there in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water, waiting for the stirring. Somebody's hashtag. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he asked him, he said to him, do you want to be made well? And this has always been my question. Is that do we really want to be made well as God's people? Do we really want to break out of getting mad at the world, you know, expressing our anger, going with what the pop culture is is calling the popular culture is calling us to do i and how much of these things we i've been on this road now many many decades right and we've seen different things rise and fall we've seen people get angry in the season where the mob gets gets all uh, 
crazy and they, you know, they create a stirring amongst the people. I'm not saying that this is what happened. An angel came here. An angel from God came to stir up the waters. But I want to show you some of the inaccuracy, inaccuracies here, even through the word of God. And what God is needing us to think about this in this season. The sick man said to him, answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the, water, in the pool when the water stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. So for you and I to come into all that God has got for us, you need to understand that God's going to speak to you in seasons of transition. And I'm watching how the enemy in seasons of transition take back how many years is it? 25, 20, 25 years now, South Africa out of, you know, it's supposed to be a new state. In seasons of transition, the enemy came and planted a seed. God's planting, wanting to plant a seed in the season and to bring a righteous rulership and an order and a movement of his kingdom in the earth. And the enemy is trying to plant a seed in the season to actually grow with what we need to be doing. And we've got to be careful because God's busy transitioning you. He's moving you. He's moving your family. You're coming out of bondage. It is a season of transition. It is a season where he's breaking you out of the bondage, the, the, the financial bondage, the mental bondage, and all that you've been in. But it's a season of transition. You've got to be careful that you don't grab someone else's idea in the season because that is an enemy. It's a, it's a nefarious agenda, and we've got to be guarding against this in the season. We must transition, but we're not going to transition out of our flesh. So Jesus had to transition. David had to transition. Migration, we cannot transition in God without having an understanding of the word of God. And people fail in life because they have an inaccurate understanding of the season that they're in. We clear, let it be clear for every one of us. Let it be abundantly clear. We're in a season of transition. We've been given this word and I've come in to remind you of the word I've been preaching to you, that this is a season of transition, but it's the transition of all transitions. You're never going back into bondage. You're never going to go and sit in the wilderness. You're not going to die in the wilderness. You're not going to end up with us for and no more and just enough for today. No, you're going to have an abundance every single year. You're going to have fruit that grows from your trees. You're going to experience the blessing of God as God intended as a child of God. And I feel excited this morning to let you understand that migration means moving from one location to another. Spiritual migration involves moving to a spiritual position or location that is in the perfect will of God for your life. It's also a position in God where you attract God's favor. That's why you're not conformed to this world. Why? To prove what is the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. God's moving you into the perf his perfect will and you're going to attract his favor like never before. It's not God's will that you die in the wilderness. And we've got to be careful in the season of transition that we must have a word that transitions us in the season. So let's go back to our scripture in John chapter 5. Most scholars, Bible scholars agree that the feast celebrated at that time when Jesus comes in there was the feast of Passover. And you know what the Passover represents. It's a time of transition. They came to celebrate it, but God, Jesus was trying to put out a point, show them that when you're coming to a Passover and even Pentecost, those are seasons of transition. It's God's moving you. And so the Passover celebrated Israel's deliverance from Egypt. Israel migrated from Egypt. In a way, it was a feast that celebrated their migration. 
Man, I prophesy that over you in the mighty name of Jesus. There's going to be a feast in your home every single year that you're going to be reminded about what God did in this season for your life and for your family. How you came out of bondage. How you came out of debt. How God delivered you. How God made a way for you. You're going to have a celebration every single year. I'm prophesying this is the last Passover that you and I were in our homes. We're going to have celebratory uh, Passovers. And Pentecost, reminding us about how God brought us out. Can somebody agree this morning in the mighty name of Jesus? The impotent man's migration is in a way the celebration of Passover in his own life in the feast of Passover. So this man is sitting at this place and he's not able to make the transition. He's not able to make the move into, and into what God had for him. And this is my concern for the generation, because as we pray for you, this is our prayer. There's that Christ be formed on the inside of you. This is Galatians chapter four and verse nine. My little children, this is, this is an apostolic cry. Is that Christ be formed inside of you, be formed in you, his character, his mind. I want to propose this to you, is that the greatest miracle you'll ever see and witness is the transformation of lives through the renewing of the mind. More than just the stirring of waters and waiting for somebody to stir it up. To actually migrate out of a place where you never come back to that position, I'm getting ahead of myself. Galatians 4.9 says, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. It's got to be understanding about who Christ is and the importance of this. Once you understand that, you're going to get up from this season and become all that God has called you to be. So there's a couple of things around this house and what you look at um, this house that they came to, this place. But there's, there's a house of mercy. That's a picture of a church. I'm speaking to the church. I'm not even speaking to the world. I'm speaking to the church because we, as the church, we need to migrate with God in this season. That's the house of Bethel. It's also a house of God. It's a picture of the church. Bethlehem, Bethsaida. All these are pictures of churches with special characteristics derived from their names. Bethlehem, house of bread. This house majors on revelation. Bethsaida, house of provision. This house majors on meeting felt needs. Oh my God. If we could stop right here. How many people are saying the church is not doing enough? Concerning taking care of the people's felt needs. Where we just feel for people. That cannot be when Jesus came as the apostle and high priest of our lives. He came to transition you. He came to move you. More than getting you groceries. He wants you to become all that he called you and made you to be. And that's the reason why you need revelation. That's why you need revelation. This place was called Bethsaida. It, it, was, it was meeting of felt needs. We cannot be that kind of church. There's got to be revelation every morning, every, every afternoon, every night that we need to live by the word of God. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So this pool, this house has, has water. There's pool by this church. This place called Bethesda. Bethesda. The, water, the water is a picture of the water of the word of God. So Ephesians 5.26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So what is a symbol of the word of God? 
To leave, to leave Egypt, the nation had to pass through the Red Sea. They had to go through the water. To leave the world, Egypt, you have to pass through the word. It's somebody to come and preach the word to you. And that's how you came out of the world and came into the kingdom. It's through the word. How will they know without the preacher? That's why we're preaching. To leave the wilderness, the nation had to pass through the Jordan. They had to go through water again. Even though the, the, the Jordan was overflowing its banks during harvest time, it was in the priesthood, they, their feet in the water, that the water stopped and they could cross over. Every time you see the water, it's dealing with the revelation of God's word. To leave the inaccuracies of the wilderness, you have to pass through the word. To break from where you are is not to start up a hashtag. That's not going to give you your deliverance. Getting groceries is not the end game here. Getting some of your needs met, that's not what it is. God is calling you to break out of the wilderness and for you to transition into the promised land. Come on, this is good preaching this morning. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning for you are? So to triumph over the Moabites, you'll find uh, there was a reflection of the sun on the water. 2 Kings 3 verse 20. It's the way you triumph over the, the way we triumph over demons is through the word of God. That's what it's showing us. You need the word. Jesus had to speak the word. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you for the liberty this morning, Lord. There were recurrent miscarriages in 2 Kings 2, 18 and 19. It was because of polluted water. And what's the enemy trying to do in the season? Pollute the water of the God's word in your life and in mine. There shall be no miscarriages. There'll be fruitfulness. You're going to get not just a breakthrough. You're going to transition into all that God has got for you. Come on, child of God, not just out of the Red Sea, but into the promised land. We are transitioning in the season. I feel a grace to minister this morning once again. Listen now, when the word of God is polluted, visions are aborted. How did Moses survive? He survived on the water because the word saves you. Glory be to Jesus. Are you getting the picture? But now look at this. This has got five porches. Where this man is sitting, there's, there's still water. The water only gets stirred. It's got five porches. What does five porches represent? The fivefold ministry. So you can have all fivefold ministries there. But you need to understand that <laughs> the great multitude represents the picture of a mega church. You know about that. Every season, the waters would stir. This meant it was a, a church that had, it was a picture of manifestations. It's a picture of a church with manifestation. So when the, when the manifestation winds get stirred up, whoever gets in there is made well of whatever disease that they have. That's inaccurate. Because we were supposed to, let, let me, let's just go on, I'll, I'll give you an understanding in Revelation now. It was by the sheep gate. This is a picture of Jesus. I preached about this last week. Jesus said to them in John chapter 10 verse 7, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. That tells you that this church had Jesus. Anyone sitting in this church could see Jesus. They could see the door. But they never walked through the door. It was this gate that was there. You could see it. It's inaccurate. Now the sheep gate, it was by the sheep gate, that this church was by Jesus, not in Jesus. The legitimate scriptural position is that the believer be in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
First Peter 5, 14, greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to, all, to you all who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. The in him position denotes a genuine commitment to Christ. We are in Christ. I've picked up his hashtag many, many years ago. And I'm living for him. For in him, we live and move and have our being. It is Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. Don't let the enemy hijack your life and try to pull you out of this. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Because whatever you compromise to gain, you're eventually going to lose. I don't find myself chasing after some idea that has got nothing to do with the kingdom of God and end up dry and taking another lap around the mountain and being in the wilderness. That is not your portion. I prophesy that upon you. You are a child of the living God. You're going to find a word. You're going to transition accurately in the season and become all that God has called you to be. Glory be to God. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 6. Also, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. In this mega church, impotent people, this mega church is filled with the blind, lame, and paralyzed, dysfunctional believers. In fact, when the angel moved, the blind man could not see it. The lame man could not see it. He could see it, but he couldn't walk in it. And the paralyzed man could not even crawl into the water. The only person who could get in was someone that was well. I love what Dr. Romero said. This could be more appropriately be called the house of torture. If God were to move in this church, the blind man would not see it, the move of God. The lame man could not walk into the move of God. And the paralyzed man would not even crawl into the move of God. But God is raising up movements, child of God. This is not right that you have an angelic manifestation. A house of angelic manifestation is inaccurate. You can't just be watching out for angels. It's got to be the move of God's spirit in a place. Not everyone got it. That's incorrect. In a move of God, when God's movement takes place, everybody gets it. Everybody gets a breakthrough. Every Come on, when the tide come in, comes in, all ships rise. That's why the Holy Ghost came and fell on everybody on the day of Pentecost. Everybody got anointed. Your breakthrough is not just for me. This is a breakthrough for every single one of us as we're preaching this word and believing the word of God and gathering in the season. I am telling you, there is an anointing. We are all coming in, me, you, our children, our grandchildren, and anybody that's attached to our homes. Can somebody praise the Lord for this moment? Anybody, when listen, when the day of Passover took place, the very first Passover took place, it says anybody, you go into your house and anybody that's attached to you in your house, that's the will of God. That everybody in the place gets blessed. Everybody in the place gets anointed. Not one person sick. Not one person broke. I prophesy that over this house. I prophesy there's no one left behind in the wilderness. You are migrating into the promised land. You are not getting left behind because you are a child of a living God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the angel comes, an angel is there to deliver a specific message for a specific person. It is Mary this is what the angels got to say to you that's specific but when the Holy Ghost comes dreams and visions goes on your men servants your male, male servants they're going to prophesy dreams and visions the young the old everybody's coming in come on somebody there's enough in daddy's house for every single one of us I see all of us migrating this is not it's a movement not for a man it's for every one of us can somebody praise the Lord but look at the condition of this man 
He's in this place for 38 years. Listen, listen why it's mentioned as 38 years. 38 is the number represents an inaccurate or wandering position. Are you in Christ? Have you walked through the door? Do you understand that he has pasture for you? Do you understand that he has a plan for you? Do you understand that he has a purpose for your life? He has a people for your life. When are we going to wake up from this inaccurate position? Why should we wait 38 years? Give me scripture to back what I'm saying. Deuteronomy 2.14. And the time we took to come from Kadesh Bamir. This is a wilderness conversation. Until we crossed over the valley of the Zered was 38 years. Until all the generation of the men of war was consumed from the midst of the camp. Just as the Lord had sworn to them. When they refused to go in, God says, for the days I sent you to the promised land and your murmuring and complaining it was 40 days. He says, now you're going to spend a year for every day that you complained. And they stuck, got stuck in the wilderness, but not you. 38 is the number of inaccurate positioning. It's a wandering position. You were supposed to break out from where you are and become all that God has called you to be. First of all, you're in Christ. God's going to get somebody to rise up in the season to take up their bed and they're going to walk. I see you coming out. I see you going to give God the praise and the glory. I am telling you, you be careful about other people's hashtags because are they leading you to a place of where you're going to find pasture and become all that God has called you to be? Will it do it for you? You know, just 20 years ago that I, I started an organization called It's My Life. And I, I, I was so set on raising up a generation. I was frustrated. I was angry. I was dealing with a corporate world that was keeping us bound. That thought I wasn't first white enough. They're not black enough. And this is what the enemy was doing all to my life. All. And out of my anger and frustration, I started an organization that said, they help everybody to come out. And God saw my heart around this thing. And I, I was going to, as a businessman, I had a call center and I was going to start up more businesses and I was going to go for it. And in my own strength. And God ripped all of that away from me. And he told me, he says, I'm going to teach you how to build it the kingdom way. And every time I went and prayed and fasted, God would say to me, to you has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. He started giving me a message of the kingdom because all your frustration is satisfied in the kingdom. All your anger can be expressed through the passion of being in his kingdom. It's not in my own strength. That's why God had to give me a church. Then he called the church. We called it living life. That's all I knew. Then six years later, we renamed the church to kingdom life. And God starts to downpour the revelation of his kingdom and the power of what his kingdom means. There's justice in his kingdom. There is purpose in his kingdom. All that you need to fulfill and all that you need to do and all that's going to make your, make sense from your life to bring you into a place of dominion where you actually beg no man for anything. It's found in the kingdom of God, child of God. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I was there with hashtags. I was there with my anger. I was there with my frustration and I wanted to do something with God. And God says, I heard your heart. I see what you want to do. But now come in on the kingdom. And when he told me to use being given to know the mystery of the kingdom, at first I was absolutely confused until I started studying and found out that everything that God intended from the beginning of time was to give me a kingdom to function out of, to possess 
my possessions, to bring my family in. And you know, when I walk through these doors and come into the promised land, do you know that it's not a colored thing? It's not a man thing. There's no gender. There is no young, old, black, white. In Whoever gets this message, Acts chapter 10 says, whoever works righteousness, that God's no respecter of persons anywhere across the globe. Whoever works righteousness is accepted by him. You want to take the word of God and work it in your life? I am telling you the message that God has given in the kingdom of God deals with every form of injustice. Because with God, there is vengeance in his kingdom. Not revenge, not hatred. There is vengeance. God says, vengeance is mine and I will repay. Glory be to Jesus. I know the one who knew my trust. I know that he's going to make a way for us. I know that after when all this has subsided and everything has died down, the kingdom still going to march forward with the sons and daughters and you are in the kingdom of God. You're in a kingdom of light. Glory be to Jesus. Don't let the enemy hijack your life and get you to bow a knee to anything other than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. For every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We're coming in with the anointing. We're coming in with the power. We're coming in with the goods and with the people. We are here. Those walls are coming down in the season. I see us coming to possess our possessions. I see us building systems and structures. I see our sons and daughters walking, oh my God, with freedom, with peace. Oh, justice. It will roll like a river down the streets. I see the peace of God. I see God doing a brand new thing in and through our lives. Glory be to Jesus. This man is wanting a breakthrough for 38 years. I was that man. And I was that man. I think I was 34 or 35 when I gave my heart to the Lord. But I was searching for an answer of how to transition. And I could only transition through the kingdom of God. That's all God has been teaching me in the last 16, 17, 18 years. That there's a mystery of the kingdom is what you're looking for, for you. That's what he gave me. To you has been given to know the mystery of his kingdom. To everybody else, all things comes in parables. That's why the religious folk have a problem with this. People that don't really understand the kingdom of God, they will struggle with this. But I am telling you, the spirit of God's going to crack open mysteries. There's things that we haven't seen yet. But God's going to download them for you and for your family. So you never return back to bondage. Hmm. In that condition for a long time, an inaccurate position for a long time, this depicts traditional positions. And sometimes people run to churches and they're looking for an answer. The church needs to be ready to help people transition. A long-standing adaptation to an inaccurate position. Sometimes, you know how often we can become comfortable in a dysfunctional space. Because getting up and moving is very challenging. It's very challenging. The question was, do you want to be made well? He asked him. He said to him. Because a traditional position can become so comfortable in its, in its abnormality that individuals do not want to be made well. There are many people that would rather just sit back and deal with, you know, I want the church to open. I want to go back to my tradition. When God was pulling you out of that tradition, to go and find the right accurate position in his kingdom as a son and a daughter of God. Listen to his answer, sir. An inaccurate house does not recognize the visitation of Jesus. Calls him sir instead of Lord. He's Lord over all. 
He became our Lord and our Savior. We don't go and bow down to anybody else. We're following after. He, he purchased you with his blood. And anytime somebody calls you sir, it's because you don't understand that he is the door of the sheep. He is Lord over all. He's got a kingdom. For every one of us to walk through and to experience him, you have to shift your from, from having this religious experience out of knowing him as sir and just needing a breakthrough into understanding that I'm here to transition into a new world. It's by his grace, church. It's by that anointing. I have, oh my God, sir. You, you know, here's what I don't understand with the churches. That many people don't recognize that there is a visitation right now. There is a movement being raised up right now. The Spirit of God is dealing with the church. Movements are being raised up. They're still looking for angelic activity. They still don't have the connection to what God is doing in the season right now. But not you. You are a son and a daughter of God because sons are led by the Spirit of God. He says, I have no man. An inaccurate house where no one is in charge. Let's be absolutely clear in this house. For the last three months, as we've been praying and and preparing and preaching and teaching is very clear that we, God has given you a leader and leaders that can help you transition accurately. He says, I have no man. When no one is in charge, you will always be overtaken. I want to ask anybody else, who are you submitted to? To who are you submitted? Who is your father? Who is the one that can correct you? Who is the one that can direct you? Who's the one that can encourage you and tell you who you really are? You know that David was born from an illegitimate relationship. His father was embarrassed with David. He wouldn't even call David into the lineup when the, when the prophet came to anoint the sons. He thought he'd be one of his own sons. He hid David. But it was Samuel. It was his spiritual father that called out David from the sheepfolds. And said you're actually a king. Because so often your natural father can't tell you who you really are. Who's the leader? Who's the apostolic grace that you submitted to? To bring you into your destiny. He did not say he had no God. He said that I have no man. Some people say I don't need a pastor. I don't need a church. You know I'll just have church with me and God. Listen to how inaccurate it is. You still need a man in the earth. Even though God be our father, God will still give you a spiritual father to take care of you and to guide you into your destiny. Jesus was not moved with compassion despite the sufferings of the multitude in Bethsaida. He told him to get up, change your position because this movement, from a get up from this and get into the movement that God has got for you in the season. From a paralyzed, impotent, dysfunctional, religious position. To a functional position as a son and daughter in the kingdom of God. Get up from there is the word this morning. Get up from the lies of the enemy. Get up from that position. There's something inside of you. You are too anointed. You, have got, you are going to become fruitful. You're going to multiply. You're going to walk in dominion. You're going to become all that God has called you to be. Out of this word, I am prophesying that over the sons and daughters to rise up in the season out of religious mindsets. And waiting for an angel and waiting for the word. You have got an, a, a leader. Your accurate position is that you're coming into the promised land. You need to take up your bed in the season. 
disconnect from what you've been busy with. Leave this reason, this excuse, this place, and take up your bed because you're not coming back here again. Not make up your bed and leave it for someone else. No. Take up your bed. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Because you are coming into a brand new season and you're never going to need that bed again. You're never going to return to that position again. Can I decree and declare it upon you in Jesus' name? Your days of broke are over. Your days of excuses are over. Your days of inaccurate position in the kingdom of God is over. You're going to discover your gift. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Glory be to Jesus. Walk. Change your life, your location. Walk, take up your bed and walk. It's time to walk, child of God. We are walking into all that God has got for us. How do you transition? Through God's word accurately. And the spirit of God is moving upon the church and upon the house of God because people are coming into all that God has got for them. Afterwards, he's found in the temple and he's worshiping God. Your days of you sitting by yourself, not having anybody to correct you, direct you, encourage you, feed you with the word, not having a shepherd is gone. God's bringing you in and you're going to be connected to other people in the temple because the church of a living God is not a building. It's the ecclesia. They sons and daughters that are functioning in heaven's assignment. They're rising up and they're going to possess their mountain. I see you. I see you like a Caleb. Even though he was 80, he said, give me my mountain. I see you becoming influential. I see you coming in and taking your gift and going into the education sector. I see the media, the arts. I see you in government. I see the sons and daughters being raised up with no excuse, with no victim mentality, with no blaming of anybody, with no looking to somebody else, but transitioning through God's word. Come on, God's word cannot return void. It must accomplish that for which it has been purposed. I prophesy that upon you because we've gone back to the beginning which is word and according to John chapter 1 verse 14, it must become flesh. It will become flesh upon you in the season for the kingdom of God is not in word only. It comes with power. I prophesy that upon you. Get up from where you are. Rise up from that excuse. Don't get caught up with a, with a hashtag. Get up as a son and a daughter of the most high God. Come on, let's build systems for the kingdom of God. Come on, let's change the communities because we have the kingdom within us. Don't he says, not don't say yeah, where? Where's the kingdom? The kingdom is within you, it's in you. You are a child of order, you are a child of structure, you are a child of excellence, you are a child that is gifted, you are not walking with an inferiority complex, nobody is superior to you, you are not taking the knee for anybody else except bowing your knee to the king of kings and the lord of lords. You are not becoming like the culture, the pop culture, you are here to infiltrate and to change the way the culture is functioning in the earth. Can anybody who is a son and a daughter of the Most High God begin to worship Him, be praising Him and blessing Him right now because God is a good God. Your Father is a good God. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Hebrews 10.25 You're going from isolation to networking, to relationships, to coming into the movement with God in the season. I see you. You're no longer waiting for a miracle. You are the miracle walking. We are the gathered community. We are not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much more the 
as you see the day approaching, that the day is coming. That's why we are together. This is a movement. God is calling the churches to decrease. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Where we were established on the throne, on certain ministries and so on. You watch how God is shifting all of that and is raising up movements. And right now in the earth, there are sons and daughters that have been called to lead movements in the earth. They are here in our midst already. It's not going to happen. It's here already. The day of Pentecost has already come. There's Joshua's in our midst that are taking people in. Come on, where are you, Joseph? Where are you, Esther? Where are you? There are movements taking place right now in the earth, all across the globe. You see what God is doing all across the, the globe. How is how is he's penetrating those walls? The lies of the enemy will not have a final say over your life. It's not your church. There is a movement. There is the wind of God's spirit blowing upon the earth. And you are son and daughter of God, not driven by circumstances, not waiting for a miracle. You are moving with the move of the spirit of God. I see you walking in victory. I see you leading movements. I see education systems. I'm prophesying that over this generation. People might not think it anything, but I'm telling you, they are strong apostolic voices. God's planting them in every church. He's raising up the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the, 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 the pastors, the evangelists. He's, he's, he's putting the fivefold together in an accurate way and getting the people not to sit by a sheep gate but get him to walk through the gate. Walk through that door. He is the door. Drop your hashtag and walk through that door. Don't let the world control the narrative. We have a kingdom that is unshakable, unstoppable, uncursable, and you are in it. For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I fought for the stuff. I fought. I got involved. I wanted to take my own thing and I wanted to do something. I never even had a leader. I never knew Jesus was a king. I never knew he had a kingdom. I never even knew that he had a plan for me. I never knew that he could take my anger like he did with Moses, who killed a Hebrew. Didn't kill Moses, but he says, that passion that you've got, don't lose it. I'm going to use it. Come on, somebody. Don't lose your passion. God's going to use it. Don't lose it. God's going to use it. I see your passion for education. I see your passion for the old age homes. I see you got passion for governments. I see you got passion for media. I see you got passion for the little ones. I see you got passion for the older ones. I see it's men. It's women. It's all of us. It's through the kingdom of God we're going to transition. Don't, you don't come into the kingdom and lose your passion. Drop the hashtag, but don't lose your passion because it's the, the zeal of the Lord. It's the passion of God. It's the zeal of the Lord that will, that, will, that will do this in and through our lives. We are here. Not sitting back anymore. I am telling you, we are fighting a good fight of faith. Now get up from where you are. Let's rise, take up our beds, and begin to transition. Stop waiting for the doors to open. Let your feet do the walking. Let your passion burn. Let the why for your life come forth. Let the purposes of why you were born come forth in the season. Let the hand of God come upon you. Let it stir you up this morning. Let it stir you up. If, if the enemy can stir up people's flesh so much, 
to break down statues and what they're calling, you know, people that brought them into bondage. Should we not have the same passion when you come into the kingdom? He says, when you come into the promised land, he says, destroy the idols. Do the same. Why don't you, we have that passion, that fight. Don't let the, the fire go out inside of you. You're coming into the promised land and we're coming in with all that God has got for you. I heard one preacher always say, too much fashion, not enough passion. It's time for you to raise up a standard. Get up. Let the fire burn. Let the spirit of God who's a consuming fire come upon us and bring us into our destinies. The world's waiting for a people who are not just passionate, but are strategic, strategic thinkers. That we walk into a city, we can turn it upside down. We're building and shifting the culture of education. We're changing the way things are done in media. We're building empires. We're building it for the kingdom. Let us build us, is what God told us. Because we belong in the kingdom of God. And if you're going to get on God's side, child of God, kingdom business is big business. You cannot be thinking small in this place. Too much to be done. Don't have time for the naysayers. Don't have time for those that want to remain in the wilderness. There's an invitation for everybody to get up and come through the opening. It is the year of the opening. And let us walk through and become what God has called us to be. My time's up. But I want you to know today, we're moving into the promised land. A wilderness is not the promise, is not the permanent place for the child of God. It's a temporary place. You are here migrating and you're never coming back. And never again will you live with an inaccurate position and wonder in the wilderness because you are a child of the living God. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Father, I pray for this apostolic grace to come upon the sons and daughters. Everybody under the sound of my voice. I pray, Father, where we become comfortable on that table or on that chair or on that bed. I pray today that you're going to cause us to rise up and not just move, but accelerate our steps. I pray that you create something for those that have a desire this morning. If we do the desiring, you'll do the producing. We desire to come in. We're walking by faith and not by sight. We're trusting you with supernatural breakthroughs for the sons and daughters in the season. We're getting up with this fresh movement. We are moving with the spirit of God and becoming all that you've called us to be. Father, I thank you today for this grace, for this anointing. Bless the sons and daughters in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm asking you this morning to give your heart to the Lord. You know about him. You see the church. You see the sheep gate. He is the gate for the sheep, the door for the sheep. You come through him. If any man, you want to be saved, you come through the door and you experience him. And he will make sure that you come into your purpose like he did for me. 20 years ago as an angry, frustrated, didn't know which way to go, young man, tried so many things, never progressed in life until I had an encounter with Jesus, until I stepped through that door and then he showed me his kingdom and the power of his kingdom. This word is for you. If you've never made him the Lord of your life, pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Today I receive you as my Lord and as my savior come into my heart Give me a brand new start. Let me live for you. From this day forward, I belong to you. You belong to me. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for changing me, saving me, transforming me, and leading me into the place of promise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. What a joy. What a blessing.
I trust that you've been blessed by this word. As you continue to worship the Lord this morning, part of what we do is that we give and sow into the ministry. Many of you have been faithful. Many of the sons and daughters have taken the time to get online, sow seed all across the globe. Thank you for all our partners and the many people coming on board to help us build the campus, build this season. It's our season for building. I don't care what the world's economy says. We're going with God's economy. And whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. I trust that you continue to sow. Father, bless your people in their giving. I pray a fresh anointing upon them, their homes, their lives. I thank you, Father, that you will make sure that every seed that has been planted, that you would lead your sons and daughters to the place of harvest. I bless them today. I bless them that in the midst of a famine, even Isaac sowed, and in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. I prophesy that. I bless your sons and daughters. I speak that upon them, that they will always walk in a perpetual jubilee forever you are blessed. Child of God, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, you will walk in victory all the days of your life. The Holy Spirit is with you, is in you. The kingdom is upon you, working in you and bringing you into a place of great victory and destiny. We love you. We appreciate you. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, you're rising up and you're sitting down. You're going out and you're coming in. Whatever you put your hands to, it will prosper. I bless you today as a son and daughter of God. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us.